Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. A station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Javier Amador, 
I am not mm-hmm. sick. I don't need help. And it was about five years into, you know, when my first, my son suffered from um, his first psychotic break. And somebody said, read this book. And I was intrigued. And he spoke about anosognosia, which is a lack. So if you did an x-ray of the brain, you uh-huh. would see that the patients who have schizophrenia, bipolar, schizoaffective disorder, those who are severely mentally ill, have a lack of gray matter, which is, or shrinkage of gray matter, which is involved in the muscle control and sensory perception, such as seeing and hearing, memory, emotion, speech, decision-making, and self-control. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see so many patients who are um, non-compliant in taking their medication. And New Jersey was probably one of the last states to institute uh, the involuntary outpatient commitment program, which is the patient is, when they're non-compliant, they're court-ordered in an involuntary status in the hospital to um, receive court-ordered treatment where they uh, follow that patient, make sure they keep up on taking their medication. And as Dr. Amador said, the preferred treatment for people who are non-compliant need to have injectables, which is better, okay. you know, it, it, it would probably be impossible and very costly to have somebody going over every day and, and watching them take their medication and they could shake it or do whatever they do. On the other hand, and this is new, um, my daughter was put on an antipsychotic back in 2009. She had an incident. She was suicidal. I'm not going to get into the details of everything, but she quit. she was diagnosed in 2006, five or six, with possible bipolar disorder, and she was put on Lamictal. Okay. After her suicide attempt in 2009, they put her on an antipsychotic, and she questioned it, but she did anything the doctors up in Syracuse told her she had to do in order to get back into school. She had to take some time off and she questioned it. And I noticed the following two years while she was completing her bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering, she was hospitalized several times and her paranoia and psychosis increased and her gait was off. Like I'd look at her shoes and they were unbalanced from the way she was walking. She came home and uh, she didn't like the way she felt. She didn't like any of the drugs. And she slowly tapered herself off, not under doctor's supervision. I would never recommend that. But I was in the middle. I had just had very serious knee surgery. And she did go to a psychologist thinking, well, maybe I have Asperger's. You know, just trying to figure out what was going on with herself. But Uh she took herself off slowly and she went down to the University of Florida for a PhD program working with epileptic patients. She's a brilliant, brilliant woman, believe me. Mm-hmm. She um, had another incident where she hit her head, retrieving her phone charger from underneath her desk, and she had a migraine. She went to the hospital, and they gave her a cocktail of Benadryl and Reglin. And I found out later, so she had a dystonic reaction. 
in other words, she had in, she actually took a video and had sent it to me, and it was almost it was frightening. I mean, her head was going back and forth, and she, I had to fly down there and help her because she was in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital for a week. And I didn't realize that Reglan actually can have the same effect as antipsychotic on the brain. So it must have triggered something in her brain from coming off. This is this is what I've thought all along, is that it must have triggered something because the risperidone that she was put on um, probably wasn't out of her system, and she still was having side effects from coming off of that. Well, all everything went downhill. She, you know, I came back home, but she was really struggling. At one point, she became catatonic. They called me and said, you know, I had to give her a shot of um, Ativan, and they put her on Zyprexa. So she stayed down in Florida. She said she got out of the Ph.D. program, and she got her master's degree. And when I tell you, I this is the God's honest truth, on Zyprexa, every single day, she called me that she was hallucinating, that people were sticking their tongues out at her. Really? That, that must have been very disturbing. It was really hard to deal with because, you know, I've dealt with psychosis with my son and seeing this with my daughter and not knowing what to say, how to help her. And after a while, I thought, well, she needs these drugs, but, um, you know, she was having all these side effects. She's had many. Just to give you a list of the side effects of Chelsea, I have to find it. She has suffered dystonia, or, you know, they call it tardive dyskinesia, which is movement Uh, disorders, hallucinations, psychosis, paranoia, catatonia, high prolactin levels, suicide ideation, difficulty swallowing, and anxiety as a result of being on antipsychotics. Chelsea has never had a psychotic break. I know what it looks like naturally. So here we are, 11 years later. She was very resistant to me trying to help her, but back a couple, you know, maybe two, three years ago, I started looking up, you know, antipsychotic side effects, and I came across withdraw from them and there is a doctor dr peter Bregan. he's fascinating and he has you know been involved he's a psychiatrist written many books and uh-huh. um, even testified be, be, you know with federal government on all different types of issues and he i i recently got a book of his which is I have to look at my notes, <laughs> but um, I have lots of notes. Um, he is the author of Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal, a guide for prescribers, therapists, patients, and their families. Uh-huh. And he has done extensive research on antipsychotics and antidepressants and on, on withdrawal symptoms and side effects. And he said the very drug used to treat mental illness can cause symptoms, induce psychosis, cognitive impairments, and progressive brain tissue loss. So when I go back to anosognosia and Dr. Amador's study of the brain where it lacks, it, 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 um, 
takes away that gray matter. You know, it doesn't take away the gray matter. There's less gray matter. The very antipsychotics are causing that, which is caused, called intoxication anisognosia. And I'll read okay. this very briefly because, I, you know, it's a lot of information. But it says Dr. Bryden has introduced several new terms into the current lexicon, including medication spellbinding intoxication anisognosia. This term refers to the belief by people taking psychiatric drugs that these neurotoxic substances are actually making them better when, in fact, the false euphoria and artificial sense of relief from anxiety and dysphoria are iatrogenic, which that means, that word means relating to illness caused by medical uh, examination or treatment and uh, medication-induced disability. So these drugs, if, if they're, they probably should, my whole thing that I really want to advocate behind is we need, I've been saying this for years, even before I knew about anisognosia, is we need to be doing brain spec scans or brain imaging. The, the research is out there, but it's not being utilized. It's like it's not catching up for years. Okay. You know, and, you know, it's, that's the heart of the problem is that we have solutions to be treating people but we're not, it's not out there. The information is not out there. And the problem I have had with my daughter, which is absolutely heartbreaking, is, uh, you know, back in two, uh, October 2017, I, I knew about um, the, the, the withdrawal from antipsychotics, and I tried to tell the doc, you know, the psychiatrist, you need to take my daughter off this drug slowly and he yelled uh-huh. at me. He, he was yelling at me and he was saying but why he, he yell, he why he yell at you? because i was telling him to taper up slowly i'm telling you know and that is protocol even the pharmacy even the pharmaceutical company said this is known information for years and years that they need to be tapering them off slowly but i think when the Patients are inpatient. They think it's a safe environment to take them off when it isn't because here's the thing. When you, when you have, and, and I'm not a doctor. I, I, I don't know a whole lot. You know, I've no, never really studied the brain except looking at how these drugs are affecting my children. Is that You, you seem to have picked up a lot of information about it, though. You're, you, you speak uh, very uh, soundly. Uh, from a firm base of knowledge. So whatever you're doing uh, uh, to research this is definitely working. Uh, um, you, you give a very good explanation of things. Thank you. See, these drugs affect the dopamine and the serotonin. They block. Uh-huh. And what Dr. Bregan, and he has a lot of colleagues underneath him, but they, when you put these powerful drugs into somebody, especially if it's long-term, is the brain needs time for the dopamine and serotonin to readjust. So when 
this doctor yells at me and he goes, well, what do you want me to do if your if psychosis or anything returns? It's not the illness returning. It's a symptom of taking a, somebody off the drug too quick. And Dr. Bregan says you need to do it very slowly and you need to do it with therapy. Therapy is vital and family support. And, um, this is what I'm up against. I'm up against I'm up against my daughter being in a hospital where there are only six psychiatrists for four hundred forty patients at Greystone. I'm up against doctors that don't believe. You know, the doctor up at Newton Medical was like, Well, it's out of her system but they're not taking into account how it has changed the brain and the brain needs to readjust itself. It can take weeks, it can take months. It takes a very long time. These drugs are killing my daughter. So I, I come from a very good place, as heartbreaking and hard, difficult as it has been. I see I'm right in the middle. It's not like I'm saying, you know, big pharma, these drugs are all bad or, you know, going against them. But my, I come from a place where when my son is on them, I, he functions perfectly. And I think uh-huh. we're not getting people to that point where they can function. And they're so over-medicated because perhaps maybe they're not supposed to be on the drugs. It's not that they're drug-resistant, you know, trying this drug after this drug. And this is the same with antidepressants. I mean, we have – I was looking it up recently because I was helping a friend's sister try to get some help. Mm-hmm. And they had her on uh, Zoloft. Now, you take somebody who walks into the – doctor's office they're full of anxiety and they put her on Zoloft so I quickly looked it up and saw it has what do you think one of the side effects is anxiety wow. so I looked up I looked up a medication I, I knew about personally Lexapro which did not have that side effect so this is my thinking Hercules <laughs> my theory of everything is uh-huh. that if they do brain imaging and you can, you look at, you know, the imaging and you can separate certain parts of the brain activity and you can say, well, this, you know, you do the studies and I know they're being done right now is that you can separate, well, this part of the brain has this activity and that's where we think depression or PTSD comes from. These drugs help that area of the brain therefore you take 28 drugs and you say well four will treat that part of the brain i don't know this is just my thinking okay (laughs) you know it makes a lot of sense and then you know doing the brain you know doing a brain scan like on my daughter and if you see she doesn't lack the gray um matter that my son does why would you put her on an antipsychotic you know, it, it baffles me, you know, that Can, she hasn't gotten better. What is the explanation uh, given when you ask? Because that's a legitimate question to ask. Is there an explanation uh, given? What What is the standard explanation given? If, if someone, why would somebody be on psychotropics if uh, uh, their symptoms uh, didn't call for it? Well, I think with my daughter thinking of everything, 
you know, when I look, think about her and that she never suffered a psychotic break naturally, that mm-hmm. everything, all her, you know, when you have somebody on your top, high drugs, believe me, I think that withdrawal symptoms, this is my thinking is, I've seen people withdraw from heroin. This is worse. This is worse. And there are no treatment facilities for it. Except I, I did some research maybe two years ago, and, you know, when you have doctors that, that don't have the information that, you know, patients need to withdraw from these drugs, and, and they don't know how to treat it. It's, the treatment is not there. You know, maybe there are a couple of doctors out there that slowly taper their patients off these drugs, this information needs to get out there. There's study after study after study, and it's just not out there. So when I'm going to, you know, say this to a doctor, you know, I, even with my son, I, I remember before New Jersey instituted the involuntary outpatient commitment program, I asked, he had been over at Greystone, and I asked him, I said, so do you think Andrew suffers from anosognosia? And he said, no. I should have said, do you even know what it is? You know, he probably didn't even know because my experience with asking the mental health community, do you know what anesthesia is? They don't know. So how would they know that drugs could even be causing it if they don't know what, you know, that a person without the drugs have have anesthesia? You know, it's a symptom. And then... My whole thing is it's so cost-effective if you get an x-ray, somebody presents mm-hmm. with schizophrenia, they have their first hospital. I, I don't know what they could say, you know, the limit of hospitalizations when you could make the determination, but I think the onset of mental illness and you do a brain x-ray and you see if they have that gray matter, is it's a shrinkage of gray matter, then you know, you know, the likelihood of them not complying with medication you nip it in the bud, you get them on that treatment right away, you get them into the program, and therefore, because my thinking is also that the longer my son went without treatment, he was in and out of the hospital for almost five years. Wow. Before he, he had a drug put in him. Five years. That's a long time. So that is a long well, time, yeah. And the longer that they're in that deep psychotic state, could it be shrinking the brain even more where the, the antipsychotics that you give them slows that process down? I don't know. It's just my thinking. You know, I well, could so be right. I, I could be wrong. You're, you're researching. You're talking to people. You're asking uh, um, important and difficult uh, questions. So, uh uh, even if you don't know now, you're in your you're on your process. Uh, you're on the way of finding out, and that's uh, very commendable. It's it's been a difficult journey, but I, as I was telling you before we started, um, I'm very political, very politically active. Good. And I uh, I had uh, our new House Representative Mikey Sherrill come and speak in July 2017, introduce her to our district mm-hmm. and I sat her down that night and I talked a lot to, about mental health and my children 
And I would see her periodically over the next year and a half through her campaigning, and she always listened to me. And a couple of weeks ago, back in December, I I saw her at an event, and I grabbed her aside for like two sec two minutes, and I said, you know, my daughter's still a great son, and they have a there is a lawsuit that they're in great soon um, for violence vital medication mismanagement, suicide ideation, and drug overdoses. And um, she called me. And she is going to make mental illness. I'm going to work with her. on. Um, she's going to make mental, the mental health crisis a top priority. That is, is incredible. Awesome. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're nearing the end of today's journey. But how about if we continue very soon? I'll check my calendar and, and schedule you uh, as soon as, uh, you know, we both uh, um, can. And you can talk just about that. That, that definitely is worth a, a show um, in and of itself because it, 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 what you're doing is leading to uh, action on a high level. And that is awesome. I hope so. I, I'm very excited because somebody finally listened to me. I've been jumping up and down about this for years, and somebody finally listened to me. And I hope the domino effect with everybody else that I have in my network of people, you know, Department of Mental Health and Addiction, you know, even Governor Murphy, Senator Thompson, Senator Cody. You know, I've reached out to all these people, a lot of people. And I'm hoping we all can, you know, work together on this and help people get better. I mean, that's the bottom line is we want people out there functioning and, and living their life. That's what that's what I, I want. <laughs> and you're, you're on your way to getting it. And you, and, you, and you fight hard for it and you get results. So um, I salute you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. And how can folks uh, get in contact with you? I put all the links that you send me uh, on uh, the Facebook page uh, that announced the segment, so people can go to uh, those links. Your Facebook uh, page is there. Is there any other uh, way that people can get in contact well, they with can you? Mes- right. They can message me on um, Facebook, Julia Gillies, G-I-L-L-I-E-S, or um I would stick with that right now because maybe I'll have other resources the okay. next time we speak. You know, I'm hoping, <laughs> praying. And we're, we're going to be developing. Um, right now, we have an optimal health uh, show, and then I started a second show. I'm going to be starting a third show um, that focuses almost exclusively on the mental health. So I'm going to be okay. asking to be a guest on that uh, quite often. Because uh, your your fight for your children and for the children of other people is again very commendable, and I'd be honored uh, to uh, to follow your journey on my podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, Julie, and I'll talk to you very soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, we're going to listen to Bone Poets Orchestra. Cry Freedom, and then we will be back with Autumn Erling.
Greetings and welcome back to Pride of Olympus. This is your host, Hercules Invictus, and our guest, Autumn Erling, is calling in. Um, until we connect and get her on the air, we are going to play another quick song. Uh, we are going to play um, Sequoia Master by Becca Kelso. Okay. Greetings and welcome. How are you, Autumn? Hi, how are you, Hercules? How are you? I'm doing phenomenally great. Um, Autumn Erling of Intrinsically Real and Minds to Movement, two awesome uh, efforts that you have given, uh, you've brought into the world uh, for the benefit of others. Uh, You're very inspiring. Uh, We had you on recently and you were going through a difficult time, which I'm sure is still ongoing, and yet you were finding meaning in your struggles, and you were trying to find ways to positively impact others. Uh, and that makes you walking the walk as well as talking the talk, and you are a, a, not only a motivational speaker, but a motivational person. So thank you. Oh, Hercules, that was very well said. Are you sure I didn't tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it was cold. I, I went to a bunch of meetings yesterday, and uh, between the uh, uh, the uh, Chamber of Commerce dinner and then I, I'm the chairperson of the Access for All committee for uh, my town here, uh, I thought my ears were going to fall off in the four blocks <laughs> from one place to the other. It was really, <laughs> I really know, cold. I, know like, I just put my heavy sweater on, even though it's warm, I'm still cold. Um but thank you. Thank you again for having me on your show. Um, at least well, I know I'm doing. Yes, 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 yes. So tell me, um, you had mentioned a couple of things, and uh, sure. I'm glad to. Hear, I'm glad to hear um, a cup. What you had said is interesting because. I watched a show with a friend of mine last week. Okay. And it was about it was about the pygmy people in South Africa. And what it showed me, Hercules, is that people that nearly have anything in their life and have to eat worms or find a means of food or learning how to live in survival mode. Uh-huh. It's interesting not to, not to survive, but live in survival mode. You know, and a friend of mine said, Autumn, come here. <laughs> and I ended up watching this movie. Well, actually, it wasn't a movie. It was, it was a documentary about the pig okay. people in South Africa. And after I watched it, I was impressed on how everyone lived. But the next day, the comment was brought up to me. You know why I showed you that documentary? And I said, why? He says, because you could be learn to be happy without having anything and learn how to be happy in your most miserable of times. All week I've been thinking about that. 
because yeah, I've been thinking about that because sometimes we have a habit, and it's normal, I guess, we're all human, of complaining or moaning and groaning and kind of wallowing in our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it, and it pondered in my head around 48 hours because I myself didn't realize what I was doing to my own self, you know, of actually realizing that you can be, not that you're happy, but you can accept the way things are and be happy in that moment and expect for it to change for a better life. And that was kind of interesting to me because it actually helped me this week of where I've grown and that feeling, you know. Everyone, if things happen to them, they have this grudge or have this animosity or regret, you know. Had a lot of attacks come to me and things happen that is unjustfully, socially injustice and my civil rights violated and a lot of things. And you end up realizing a couple of things that that it's you that makes yourself the conqueror. Right. It's you that yeah, it's you and it's you that actually presents that image of what you want people to see. And I found that if people know the most sorriest or you're not, you know, you have the worst things happen in your life or you have the worst downfall in your life and you're just down on your dumps and things aren't going well. People have a tendency of liking that because negativity is what sells. And when you're down, someone is more superior than you. And it gives them the opportunity to judge you where they don't want to judge themselves. <laughs> so that, that's, it's that's true. It's, it's hard to look at yourself. And uh, a lot of people don't take the opportunity when they're looking at someone else to, to really take a look at what, what is happening inside mm-hmm. not only the, themselves, but in the other person as well. And um, uh, that's our humanity. Our humanity is mirrored uh, in the lives that we observe and the lives that we react to. So um, by being so open and sharing and caring with uh, what is going on with you, you're giving people the opportunity to grow. And it's unfortunate that some people may uh, look down or, or judge, uh, but I'm sure there are many people who, again, I'm inspired by your response to your uh, difficulties. And I'm sure many other people are as well. Well, I'm not going to tell you in the beginning, Hercules, I was a mess. <laughs> um, I was an emotional, mental, panic mess. And um, I find that, you know, it, that unless you're around those, you're, even your loved ones are those who really understand. And sometimes people understand, but they don't want to be bothered because they have their own drama going on with them that I see how I was and I see how I am now and I see that um, 
I have become stronger to be able to attack or do what I need to do, and I don't need a crowd to do it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes your insecurity can make you feel as though you have to have people around or people to hold your hand, but once you start knowing your self-worth and value who you are and stand up for yourself of who you are, then it's easier. But this has been a process. I mean, it's not easy. And sometimes women, yeah, sometimes women, you know, we do become emotional and it's normal. We're emotional human beings. And uh, it's interesting um, that emotion can take you in so many different facets. It can take you into a facet of, of being in a dark world or it can take you in a facet of being in total joy. But the interesting part of it is being in that dark world and seeing yourself grow step by step, you know, um, and see what you had to do and what you had to change. And sometimes it hurts, but the closest one to you will tell you, hey, you need to put your big girl panties on and you need to do what you got to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, I know what you're saying, and uh, uh, in one of our exchanges today uh, by a personal uh, messenger um, or yesterday, my, my brain's kind of blurry, I'm like all over the place, but uh, you had indicated that you're dreaming even uh, larger than you were dreaming before, and you're aiming higher, so your indomitable spirit will not allow you to be defeated uh, for long, and, uh, and already... Uh, you're already thinking of using this to elevate yourself, and, and that is incredible. Well, I uh, the only reason why is because, I don't know, and not that this is, I always think about Job, and, you know, I do not that I, you know, I believe, and, you know, as Job in the Bible lost everything or family and, you know, you know, you always wonder why you're given this test in this journey in life. Why me? And sometimes that why me can become a burden on you because it makes you feel, why me? Why me? And sometimes when you say that, it puts you in a negative state. You know, why me? Why do I have, you know, But then I realized something, that everyone has their own journey to go through, and everyone Mm -hmm. has something to do. But I realized, considering on everything that I've been through, I've seen how the justice system works. I've seen how manipulative it can be. I've seen how... The heart, the compassion of people have changed. I've seen things that we don't know as humans, meaning we won't know until we go through it, that things that people do and learning and getting the knowledge. And it's it's amazing how so many of us think we're so equipped 
on different things and maybe a scholar, but it's the simplest things that you always slip on in life. You know? So Very true. I, I, yeah, so I say that to say there are times you just want to give up. You know, you're just tired of being tired. Les Brown would always say, when you're tired of being tired, that's when you're going to make a change in your life. And I have hit that, you know. I'm not going to tell you I haven't. You get tired of being tired. You want your life to change. You you want things better for you and your family. You want don't want to be working 24-7, day-to-day, paycheck to paycheck. Or you're just tired of being tired of feeling the same way that you're feeling. And when you get to that point, and tired of people doing things to you or taking advantage or judging you. Or, that's when you do something because that's when you know it's time to make a change. You know, when you get tired, that's when you know, okay, yes. it's time. You know, tired of being tired. So I, I hit that place in my life. I but hit you that didn't place in my life. You you reached it rather quickly, which is again good. You have resilience. Uh, some people wallow in it for years and years and years. You found yourself there. You recognized where you were. Uh, you knew what you had to do to uh, move on, and you're taking those steps in a very short period uh, of time. Um, and and again, not that it makes your circumstances or your journey easier, uh, but the very fact that you're in tune enough with yourself and with uh, uh, your psyche, where you know where you are and you know what you need to do, uh, that is something uh, valuable that is coming out of this that will energize all the um, motivational and uh, people-helping work that uh, you do. Well, you know, let me share something with you, and I appreciate that you, you said that to me. Um I feel as though because of this journey that I am going through, that it's going to platform me in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I don't know in what capacity, I have to be honest, at this particular point. I I don't know, but what I do know is that I would love to be a household name. Yes, I mm-hmm. deal with finance. And yes, I deal with numbers and economics and teaching yourself how to become and building portfolios, etc. But my personal side, which I think now will become my business side, Hercules, is, is working to become that household name to make a difference in people's lives, um, no matter what it's going to be, because at the end of the day, we all got stuff and we all got right. drama. And the thing is, and I finally realized it, is how you deal with it. I was dealing with it really bad, Hercules, you know, in the beginning. I was dealing with it. And I'm not telling you I'm at that level of superiority or that number 10 yet, you know. But I can Mm -hmm. see the difference of how if you handle something in a different way or in such a a way you don't look at it correctly. It can really take you down further, you know? Um, and you have to realize that things things that come at you and different attacks or negativity that comes at you, it's a way 
of handling it without making it any worse. Not for anyone else, but for yourself. Because it will affect you mentally, spiritually, and physically. Um, So I've been there. Um, So I can honestly say that you have to be able to know you and who you are. But I learned a lot about myself in the last, I don't know, I would say even more so in the last month that I never knew how strong I was. You know, people would say, Autumn, you're a strong woman. You know, you'll do this. You'll be well. But I never knew I I was as strong as I thought I would be. And when when you acknowledge or realize that in yourself or know that there's no one else going to do it but you, it's amazing you how much strength that you realize that you can do something that you never thought that you can do before in your life, you know. And that's told me that if I can do that, there is no reason why I can't take it to a different level, much higher to reach thousands and thousands of people. No question about it. I can see that, and I would also add no question about it. I've known you for a very short period of time, and the time that I've known you was uh, like slightly before and then uh, after this happened to you. And uh, I must tell you, I am impressed with how well you're handling it and how uh, this has made you stronger. And, and again, I don't know you for very long, uh, and I've, I've seen this in a very short period of time. So uh, I have no doubt that you'll be fine and that you'll do well and that uh, – uh, this is not uh, uh, the collapse of life. It's just an obstacle that you tripped over. And you're you're getting up already. You're dusting yourself off. Uh, you will conquer and you will grow. Yes. And you know what the, the thing about that is, Hercules? You don't want to go through the, the stuff in between to get there. Because it could be painful. It could be lonely. It can be depressing. It can be you're insecure, you're unsure. That's what uh-huh. you don't want to deal with. You don't want to go through that. You don't, but you have to go through that. You And I realized you have to go through it, no matter how much you want to fight it. It's like someone in love passing, and you deny it, and there's seven stages of grieving, which people don't mm-hmm. allow themselves to grieve, or someone that gets a divorce, and... They don't allow themselves to detach themselves to know why and when before they get into another relationship or even see therapy or prayer, you know. So it's interesting how we deny things from ourselves, but we want to be a better person. And I was forced with dealing with myself. And sometimes that could be the hardest thing because you don't want to accept that, you need to change or you want to change when you get to a certain point in your life or you're a certain age. You're like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me who I am. I'm good. But then when you're stripped and things are taken and things happen to you or people do things to you, you realize a lot. And I'm kind of glad I've been stripped this way. Um. I'm kind of glad I have been because I do believe it's making me a better person, and I do believe it's putting me in a position 
Not now. But when I come out of it, then I can make a difference in a million people's lives. I would love to be that household name that when you turn on the TV, bang, here I am. <laughs> there you go. You know? Yeah, you know, I don't care what you're doing. You could be sitting up there crying or whatever you're doing. But the thing of the matter is I want to be able to hit people's hearts. I want to be able to soften their hearts to where they have a smile in it. Um, to be a little lighter in their mind and not be so hard on themselves and accept what has happened and know that it's okay. No matter what, what, who, and where says anything and what their thoughts are. Because at the end of the day, I believe it doesn't matter. We go to bed the same way. We take a shower the same way. We brush our teeth the same way. We all have another day. We all do the same thing the same way, praise God, unless we are incapable or handicapped or we need help, you know. Um, so I realized, I realized, after watching that movie, the documentary on the pygmies, uh-huh. that I learned how to be happy, not happy, but at least put a smile on my face and try to do something in your most miserable of time to make you feel good about yourself because that's your testimony. It's not when I excel to the top, it's how I handled and what I went through and the pain and the suffering to get there, to know what it takes to do it. That's what people need to know. Um, and you'd be and the I perfect person to tell them. Well, you know, Hercules, I'm going to tell you something right now. I mean, you've been a blessing. You know, I would really like to do some wonderful things with you. Um, I do know everything is a season, and mm-hmm. I do know that there's not, they do have talk shows, and there are a couple, but the talk shows have actually turned over to entertainment shows, um, so it's changed a little bit, but at the end of the day, I truly believe that interaction with people true reality of interaction with people and reality with fun, you know what I mean? Laughter, sadness, or whatever it is, is a great, is the best thing because it's life. Yes. It's life. It's life, you know? And some people don't grow out of that. And I want those, whether or not you're a senior Man, woman, I want everyone to be able to grow and to be happy with themselves and who they are as a person and not demean your own self or let anyone devalue you or judge you for what you haven't done, done, failed, succeeded, did wrong, you know, what you've done in the past, what you are doing in the future, how you how to do things to get where you are in life or what you've done now or how you lost everything and how you turned into this person and done things. Because in life, we all have skeletons in our closet. <laughs> we're we're, we're you know, all human, as you said. And uh, we, we share the human condition and uh, we're very alike, as you pointed out. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, to your triumphs 
and uh, you're a very inspiring person, and you're always welcome here. Um, and uh, unfortunately, our time together has passed all too quickly. Uh, next time you're on, we'll have to give it more than half an hour. I'm sorry? Can I share You remember the Carol Burnett? It's so nice we had this yes. time together. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I just can't see you, so I can kind of twiggle my ear. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm greatly yeah. looking forward uh, to having you on again soon, and I'm greatly looking forward to hearing uh, that you've uh, learned, you've passed this, and now you're doing all the wonderful things that you're seeing. And you see them so powerfully and convey them so powerfully that I can see them too, and I'm sure other people can see them, and we all believe that you'll do it. So you will do it. Thank you, Hercules. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me. I look forward to being on your show again and talking with you, and I want you to not have a great, great show. Have a great show tonight, you know. Kudos to you. And how can people get in contact with you? I've, I put a link to your Facebook page. Uh, is there any place else you'd like me to link to? Um, absolutely, yes. You can link to my Instagram Okay, um, I'll look you up on Instagram said, and I'll put it there. I am Autumn Erling, and you could link me on Twitter. Okay, I will and, do both. Yeah, you can link me on Twitter, and the next time we talk, Hercules, I'm excited about a major project that could be as big as breast cancer and raising and doing things for children. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, I'm putting it together now, but it's absolutely exciting for young girls, and uh, I would love to share it with you the next time we talk. I mean, it's it's still in the makes, but during this time, I'm using my mind to be able to do much better things no matter what's happening. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Autumn. And uh, I have a feeling next time I uh, um, hear about you, you'll be on uh, national or international television or you know, you, you'll be uh, uh, making very big news. So I look forward to hearing about that. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Hercules. Okay, be well. Have a great, great time. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you too. Um, we're now going to listen to Bone Post Orchestra uh, digging in, and then we'll be back for the second half of our show. Digging in, digging in, digging in, digging in, digging in, digging in, digging in.
Welcome back to the Pride of Olympus. I'm Hercules Invictus, your host, and uh, now we will be speaking with the other members of my Disclosure Network cabal, Nick Curdo and Phoenix the Technomage. Greetings and welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Great. How's good to be here, Hercules. Always good to see you. Same here, Nick. And uh, my, uh, thank you, Phoenix, for joining us from Utah. You're very welcome. Um, when we get a second, I've got some huge, huge news. Um, so yeah, we'll, so we'll just, start yeah, with the huge news then. <laughs> okay. Okay. So back in, and Nick especially, 
back yep. in about 94, 95, you might remember NASA messing around with something called a Vassimer rocket, right? It stands for Variable State Inductance Magnetoplasma Rocket. It's It was touted to be the diesel engine of outer space, right? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, and I mean, they've, they've used various forms of Hall effect thrusters to great ends. Um, landing on comets, that was all that was all ion thrusters, that was all ion technology. Something very interesting about this Vassimer setup though is you can put hydrogen or any other type of ionizable gas into the, into tank one, ionize it with microwaves, right? And then shoot it focus it out, shoot it out the back. It's, you, okay, so your ionized gas is going to come out of the first tank at about at about two three thousand degrees. You can crank that heat up coming out the back because you're using magnets. You can crank that heat up coming out the back to anywhere between ten thousand and lower fusion level temperatures. I think I think that the people that I'm talking to talking with. And by the way, Hercules, I might have you some reinforcements up in Buffalo very soon. Oh, very nice. Um, it, it, it's time. It's time. It's time that we we not only save the world, but show people that you know we hey we can make a living for ourselves and our entire towns. But no, yeah, and we can look good doing it too. So yeah, now. The the thing is the thing is with uh, this rocket technology now they never they yeah it's not a liftoff you can't escape Earth's gravity well there's no way uh, this thing exerts about the force of maybe we'll we'll be very generous and say half a ream of paper just plopped down into your hand and the thing fits inside a 54 foot trailer the the engine part of it fits inside a 54 foot trailer. Um, okay, Nick, I'm having a little bit. Where would we fly these? Uh, where would we uh, use these rockets? Like, how would we use them? I'm I'm right there. I'm getting right there. Okay. Are you okay, getting there? Okay. So, I'll, I'll pay attention. Okay. So now, with the with the, okay. So there, it's not going to be any good to escape Earth's gravity well. So why use it as a rocket? You've got a you've got a heat source. That you can control with the with a dial or a switch, or a button or a computer, you've got a heat source you can control. At least if up into the hundreds, a couple hundreds of thousands of degrees. If you imagine how much water we can purify, if we have a proper heat exchanger that the all that heat's bouncing off of. Okay. Um. I, I can tell you, I can tell you, uh, Nelvin Johnson's stuff out here in Delta, that that project that I've been touting for years now. Uh-huh. That I mean, we, we were doing great. We were doing great with only two thousand degrees of process heat. Is the number I can share publicly. Um, and we were doing great. Uh, you know, uh, the heat, the thing. You know, you you get the okay, so. You make electricity by diffusing heat into water in their system, right? And also in this new rocket system, you turn turbines by diffusing, by creating steam. Steam turns the turbine. There you go. 
But what the the thing about this is, and that what really makes it next generation tech, and really I think has the capability of relegating big oil into big plastic, where they could be of some use, and not and not by dropping this crap in our oceans. But we will now, other than several concentrated solar solutions, sure, all over the country. Um, mine is not anything new. The, the the way it's put together is. But it's still, it's concentrated solar. It heats water, it turns turbines. And the ener- the rocket, the energy that it takes, I mean, it's not that I know of. And I'm still, I'm still waiting for white papers. But the, it's it may not achieve over unity, but you will achieve very close to unity. You could power the thing off once you get it going. You could power the thing off a solar panel. So it it, it sounds like uh, we have a more incredible system of uh, energy available to us. It comes to market. Um, I was told, and I was told that I could publicly share this. Um, I was also told it comes to market in 45 days. Uh, this is this is this is the new Death Star laser for us for in the big in the Bitcoin mining, um, I guess gig field industry. Um, you can't have you can't have those miners on the grid. You're going to take up every bit of power that the grid produces. And imagine what you'd be paying the power company. You've got to have off. You got, you've got to have on-site generate power generation for those Bitcoin miners. Well, we just we we just kind of put our um, Argonaut touch on it here, and now it it also has a side effect of making clean water. Wow, that that is incredible. Well, just the side effect is huge because we're running out of clean water, and water is being used, as you all know, as a weapon, yes. uh, literally. So, so this really has just that alone has incredible potential. That is amazing news. And I've been, t- I mean, pretty soon, pretty soon, Nick, I'm hoping to um, – well, Her- uh, okay. So to save showtime, Hercules can tell you about my main project out there, or I can tell you about it at, at a later time. Um, I, essentially, you, you know how there, you know how there was clams in the in the Hudson Bay at one point. Just a little bit more on that, if you will. Um, okay, so, uh, but right, you know, 1600s, 1700s, right about the time, you know, late 1600s, right about the time we started settling that area, right, there there were, was rumored to be so many freshwater clams in that bay, they were building bricks, they were using ground-up clam shells to make cement, they, you know, you, just, you, you had all these clams, and then as right. the... As, Things industrialized, more pollution filled them all off. Yeah, that's true. My one of my goals is to bring them back and into a into a water that they can live in, which mm-hmm. means the whole city will be the whole city will be living and powering and profiting and running and uh, you know uh, r- rinse and repeat off of 
the sun or radio waves or microwaves or, you know, or magnets, it's a good time to be alive. It's definitely it, a good time to be alive. It's a challenging time. I, I agree, but it's also a very challenging time to be alive because we have issues here. Uh, some of the mainstream people now know them. Some people have not a clue of what the challenges are that are affecting them and their wives and husbands and lovers and children every single day. And and yeah. that's a big concern, as you guys know. And, you know, really, uh, Disclosure Network New York is really focusing on that as one of our main issues for the year. But uh, clean water always, uh, boy, clean water uh, for for not only for drinking, uh, but for, for gardening, for, for growing crops, uh, that's huge. And so... Uh, that again, I mean, that is really some amazing news you just you just laid on us. We're we're going to change the world. Yeah, we're going to change the. Amazing. This is going to happen in the very near future. Uh, you're, you're talking about a matter of uh, um, like a month. Month and a half before it comes to market. Yeah, right around the time of my birthday. <laughs> uh, wow. When is your birthday? Just uh, just curious. When is your birthday? March fourth. March 4th. It's a good thing it's not the 15th. We beware of the Ides of March. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I'm pretty, fir- I'm pretty firmly born Pisces, that's for sure. Hercules uh-huh. can attest to it. And what are, the, uh, yep. what are the traits of a Pisces, if may, I may ask? We are artists, but we're also scatterbrained. Um, <laughs> okay. We are um, we are def- we are we're definitely pleasure seekers, but we are not hedonists. It can't okay. come at the expense of somebody else. You know that's no fun. No. You know, it, it, um, we uh, a lot of us when they say when they say um, uh, everything everything in what was it moderation <laughs> everything in, yes. Yes, okay. everything in moderation, including moderation. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty well hitting the nail on the head, aren't I, Hurt? I think so. Uh, you definitely are. Um, so this will change everything if, if this comes to market. What What are you seeing? You, you've shared with us uh, uh, some earth-shattering uh, news, some reality-bending uh, news. Um, we have a lot of challenges on our horizon, environmental challenges, and cleaning the water would be a good thing. Uh, and uh, we have also uh, AI, which is something I'm finding more and more uh, about. Uh, and uh, we're actually going to uh, spin a separate show just to deal with uh, uh, AI, because that's going to totally change our wor- world in the next uh, couple of years. So uh, what you're describing will change our world this year. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're living in in awesome times, incredible times. In that is an understatement, if there ever was one. Absolute understatement. Yep. Definitely. Now, Definitely. So, uh, what do you call? It? We're, we're gonna next time we see you, you'll be be you'll be driven in the Cadillac, I guess. Uh, <laughs> as Possible. For uh, for for coffee, uh, so we can have one of our meetings. Wow! Heck yeah! We could. We'll be able to. We'll, well, no, just take over TPR, man. 
Um, <laughs> just take over TPR. Um, you know, it's one thing, and I've been, I've been, I've been wrestling with this a lot. I mean, first off, it's not if, but when, because mm-hmm. the, the people who would be blocking it have already, you know, it's coming to market. Um, it's needed because we can't have those bit miners, and people are going to bit mine. Especially the Lightning Protocol. Now you don't. Ha- now Bitcoin is not just a currency; it's a title. So you can sell cars, like a car coin, or whatever. Um, I I'm not I'm not very clear on the whole Bitcoin thing. Nick, do you understand it? No, probably not any more so than you, because uh, no, it's not my area, and I really haven't focused on that. I know that's a whole a whole separate uh, area to. Uh, to understand and navigate and no, no, I don't know quite enough about that yet. No. So Phoenix, uh, oh, why don't you enlighten us about that so that we can better follow what you're, you're saying. Okay. So what a Bitcoin is essentially is mathematical proof of work. Um, this, uh, the, an equation had to be solved and it took X amount of, uh, of floating point operations per second to solve it, uh, you know, and and this and this varies with the complexity of the Bitcoin. Now you attach money to this. Now you all of a sudden have a currency that doesn't have borders, doesn't have exchange rates. A Bitcoin is worth in U.S. dollars what a Bitcoin is worth in U.S. dollars, just like it's worth in Russian rubles what it's worth in Russian rubles. There's no middleman. There's no. There's no foreign exchange. Okay. Um, who determines said, the exchange? Who determines the exchange rate? Because uh, I used to travel quite extensively when I was younger, and uh, everything was always in flux. So sometimes you had uh, money being equal. Like, like for instance, for most of my childhood, one U.S. dollar would equal thirty drachmas. So that stayed stable for a very long time. Then it started to change. Eventually, the euro was worth more than the dollar. So uh, the there was always an exchange rate, and sometimes fees uh, were included with the exchange rate, depending on where you, you know, exchanged uh, your money. So um, is there an exchange rate with the bitcoins also? Does it fluctuate the value from country to country and from time to time? The the value of the bitcoins will fluctuate with market scarcity and market. Um, okay. Okay, and I think I got okay. So yeah, I think I got the show link. Okay, so yeah, it'll the value will fluctuate with market. You know, the, with the usual factors: uh, market scarcity, amount of overrun, amount of shortage. Uh, look, uh, and you know what's going on at X, Y, and Z locations. Um, it's like I said, though you eliminate you eliminate the exchange. Um, it's, there's no need to translate from a U.S. dollar into um, like a Japanese yen. Okay. Because you, because you have something that doesn't that doesn't uh, rely upon embargoes or any other political thing. I mean, you know, people. When when Bitcoin started really taking off, people in Egypt could get bread, and this was okay. back in about 2013. 
um, when you didn't want to sail a boat up to the Egyptian coastline because you're going to get it sunk. Um, so, you know, people, because of this technology, people in, in Egypt had money to buy bread because it wasn't based upon their currency. And the same thing I hear is being implemented in Venezuela because okay. their, their, their dollar has, I mean, they've inflated to the point where their money is worthless. It literally takes a million of their dollars to buy a loaf of bread. Uh, Hercules, I, I, have to, I have to interrupt this. But we, we, are, we are getting some huge feedback here, but really bad. Okay, let me, let me try. Uh, it's clear on my end here. I'm not getting anything uh, interfering, and both of you are being heard crystal clear uh, through the keyboard. Um, let me dial you back. Let me just write your number down. Um, yesterday we had this problem, and uh, this solved it. So let's see if it solves it uh, today. Yeah, said, um, didn't, we, didn't we solve it by having all three of us dial in? Yeah, let me. Are you getting feedback on your end, Phoenix? I'm hearing it. I don't. It doesn't sound like I'm generating it really bad this time, which is good. Okay. But you are hearing um, feedback, correct? I'm. Phoenix, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it off. I'm hearing it. <laughs> I'm hearing it off of both of you, but it's extremely delayed. Okay. Are you guys yeah. hearing well, it off of me? What we'll do is uh, I will. Um, uh, Nick, hang up, and I'll call you right back. Okay, if, we'll if, do. I'll hang up right if now. You don't, if, if you don't get a call, because uh, last time it wasn't going all the way through the call, then call back. Adventures of modern technology, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I think I have a solution to this too. Um, I'm, okay. And now I'm getting. Now I've got feedback, but let's get Nick back on the line before we. Yeah, but yeah, I think I've got a solution. Okay. Um, and just just so long as uh, you've got like a broadcast a broadcast URL and a API key, then um, I might I'm pretty sure. Now I'll have to check it out further, but I'm pretty sure you can pipe you can pipe. Um, Open broadcast throughout okay. his CERN. I'm pretty sure. Um, and with that, uh, we will be able to. I mean, we'll have the audio coming out of CERN. Uh, hi, I can't take your call right now, but please do leave your name and your phone number in a brief message. Uh, say your phone number slowly so I get it correct, and I will call you back as soon as I'm able. Thanks for your call. Now here's your tone. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Nick. How are you? It's Hercules. Uh, we got your answering machine. I guess uh, we'll continue. Uh, I'm going to ask Phoenix to hang up now, and I'm going to try to call him, and then uh, I guess uh, your turn to try calling back in again. Fun tag, you're it. Okay, Phoenix, that's you. your turn. Let me try calling you uh, back. Okay. Okay. Uh, terminating call so you can call in. Okay, thank you.
Hello. Hi. Hey, Nick, can you hear me? I can hear you uh, excellent. Uh, Nick is here. Let me uh, put him back in. Hi, Nick. Are, uh, can you hear us? Yes, I can. It's, it seems to be better. Okay, That's fantastic. much better. Um, starting in uh, March, uh, we're going to be pre-recording the shows. So this should oh. end. Uh, we'll still be doing some of them live. Uh, but we'll be pre-recording uh, some of our regular shows and uh, also uh, uh, broadcasting them at different times. So uh, that's coming very, very soon. I have three options, and I'm still playing with the, the three options to see which one has less interference. They're all quirky. Um, every single thing I've tried has uh, proven to be quirky, but uh, these three are the least quirky and give us the most flexibility. So uh, starting in March, at least we will not have this uh, live problem we're, we're having. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so it will make uh, our conversations go smoother and our life a lot easier. So um, anyway, uh, onwards. Uh, we were exploring uh, the meaning of Bitcoins and uh, uh, the new economy and uh, Phoenix uh, revealed that uh, some awesome new technology, which uh, uh, generates energy and cleans water, it will be with us in a matter of a month and a half. Uh, and uh, um, I, I'm learning a lot about this new currency, which I know very little uh, about. Now, now, Phoenix, if I wanted to buy some of these coins, where would I go? Um, most banks. Okay. So I know I'm, I'm pretty sure Chase or at least Chase out here has access to the cryptocurrency markets. Um, you, uh, most stock traders, but also out here, there is, uh, we're just popping up like white labeled businesses. Uh, you have Bitcoin exchanges and you basically, you walk, you know, you walk in, you hand them cash, um, you know, or, you trans, you know, transfer transfer from dollars to bitcoins. Purchase the bitcoin. Um, yeah, easiest I'm gonna easiest I'm gonna say to answer that question is going to be um, most full service banks have access to the cryptocurrency market, and um, all exchanges will. Um, okay. And now New York City in particular, there's places that I'm hearing where you can just put in you know where you can just put in a credit card um log, you know log in purchase bitcoin straight out of a kiosk and uh, you know and these places are these things are these kiosks are just popping up in random locations wow no oh, i had no idea and, really this is news to me yeah and i mean the beautiful thing about it is for uh, now, first off, and then this is going to be part of my main. This is going to be part of my major solution. Um, now, bitcoins, bitcoins. Right now, um, the only calculation there is that really makes sense to do in the in the instance of Bitcoin is to pretty much balance the books. To uh, so you have twenty seven thousand servers and 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 growing that each get a copy of the complete Bitcoin ledger. Right or or a chunk of it, right? So when you're when you're when you're mining, the calculations that your that your mining rig is doing is are um, basically balancing the books for Bitcoin. 
and that's what you know that's that's the recursive calculation that holds the whole thing glued together now my thought on this would be um you can combat food scarcity by you know making 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 uh making a, a type of cryptocurrency that was worth more in areas where um food wasn't scarce and you know or or and you know and fluctuate you know areas where it was it have it to where it's pre-programmed to fluctuate down to where now these people can go out and buy vegetables everybody and their dog will be growing them anyways hopefully using my systems or an offshoot or competition or I don't know some other maker had the same idea at the same time an uh, informational genesis is yeah, it's like Alexander Graham Bell and some dude in like uh, in the far Europe somewhere both came up with the idea for the telephone and both brought it to patent and not connected to each other. There's no way they could have been, you know. Yeah, but why not? Why not? Why not harness these tools that you know? It's like the cryptocurrencies. Why not harness these tools for all the good we can do with them? Then, then I mean, once we eliminate, once we eliminate the need to want, you know, or wonder where your next meal is coming from, your next rent payment, your next mortgage payment, uh, once you, once we eliminate want, we can start truly constructing a po- uh, the beginnings of a post-scarcity civilization. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Now. There you go. <laughs> Oh boy! No, we're putting it together. We're putting it together. Well, it can't come soon enough. It certainly can, and that's a very hopeful, a very hopeful vision. And certainly, we all hope and pray that that will come and soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would. I mean, it's just like it's just like they said with the slingshot. Um, half the be- half the hospital beds in the world would empty if there was just clean water. Um. <laughs> You know, here you know you don't need to pollute the you don't need to pollute the earth anymore to get power. Now I'm sure I'm sure that that's gonna uh, that's gonna annoy a few people very profoundly. Uh, you know, uh, Neldon Johnson, Neldon Johnson. I wonder who the guy, that might be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something about an elephant in a room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, one one idea that I had kicked over with Hercules uh, previously, and you know, maybe maybe it might be a good idea to get your feedback on. Um, are you familiar, Nick, at all with the Zeitgeist movies or um, Jacques Fresco and any of his work? Not no, not, no, not really. I'm sorry, but not no. Okay, okay, not a problem. Um, uh, that's just another okay so i'm going to put i'm going to put link or i'm going to put video links in the page in the in the stream that hercules started oh, i'm going to put video links for the for the for the zeitgeist movies but what it essentially boils down to is uh we disrupt cyclical um cyclical cyclical consumerism first off by making things better 
you know, you don't make a computer that's going to break down in five years, um, or you don't make a chair that's going to break down in 10, and your car had better last 20. Plan you know. obsolescence, that's what you're talking about here. Plan yes, obsolescence. Yes, yes. Cyclical, cyclical obsolescence, thank you. Yes, yes. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and the other, and, you know, it's like the, and the rampant consumerism that goes along with that. And then on the other, on the other third of the, you know, on the other third of the pie here, you've got people that are, ta- that are taking jobs that they're way on, way overqualified for, for not enough money to support their household. And, you know, we're all happy to have them because that's the economy. Um, and, and here's, here's one thing, you know, here's one thing that I've, uh, that I've told now, I, I, politically I'm, I'm too neutral. Um, here's one, you know, here's one thing that uh, I've always told the right though, you know, just getting out there and voting is not going to make America great again. Get out there and invent something, get out there and clean a park. Hell, get out there and plant some trees, flowers, you know, yeah. something, a garden, yeah. your your food, uh, you know, uh, and well, uh, another victory garden. We're back to victory gardens, right, from the World War II. But you know what? It worked. Uh huh. Oh, my grandmother had my grandmother had the most killer victory garden. Uh, next time. Uh, I'm sure, I'm not sure if it got planted these last two or three years, but um, yeah, next time I'm out in Bluffdale, I'll, I'll shoot a picture to send to you guys. Love to see that. Yes. You know, that's one of the things about New York that one of the few things that really I've never been able to do, of course, and that is when you have an apartment, you, you don't have a garden. You, you don't have, you know, anything like that. You don't have land. And so one of the things I've always wanted was was a garden to grow flowers and to grow vegetables. I would so love that. My grandfather on my Irish side in Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, people knew about his garden, and college professors would come over and ask my grandfather uh, what the names in Latin of the flowers and things were because he knew everything about gardens. And I think that genius in me. And that's one of the few things that I regret is not being able to to really do that at least so far. But maybe in the future I would love to have that. I guess it would take a move to somewhere else, which is again another possibility that may happen at some point. And then, of course, I would uh, be able to grow. But yeah. See, here's here's the thing about my greenhouse, dude. Um, the it was designed, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know what your closet looks like, whether you got to walk in or just like hang in, you know, walk, open the door, hang it up. You know, it's barely got enough oh, room for the hanger. New York, it's, a New York, it's a New York apartment, so I have uh, one, two, three closets, but they're not walk-in, unfortunately. Um, for uh, for the amount of space, that, uh, okay, so on the forward back axis for the amount of space it would take you to set up an artist easel, and as far as the left-right axis, then, um, you, you know, everything would be cut to size, but that, that is, that is how and where, um, the, the greenhouse, the, this greenhouse that, um, Hercules started me on and he's been very helpful with the project, but
But yeah, I mean that that that's the places these were meant to deploy, is in New York is in New York apartment buildings, more most specifically the tenement buildings, where all you've got is room for an artist easel and check it out. Now you've got seven tomato plants, each popping yeah, three that, three three or four tomatoes a week. Are those the vertical ones one I saw? Uh, they had uh, it was called apartment house gardening. That's what it was called back in the day. But if you had like a window that got light, you could set up uh, a garden. And then if you had closet space, uh, you can get a special light and set up a hydroponic garden. And yeah. if you had a basement, you could uh, get like a kid's swimming pool and have fish you know, go through their natural mm-hmm. cycles with certain types of uh, um, plants, and you would have a continuous source of uh, protein. So uh, I've always been fascinated by that. And uh, as I get older and the world uh, changes, I become more and more interested in doing that uh, as well, starting that up again. And uh, um, so Phoenix has uh, been a mine full of information and uh, and suggestions. But um I, I think that that is one of the solutions to our uh, food crisis. And the food we grow will be free from chemicals and uh, uh, Monsanto-ish type of genetic uh, engineering. And you know, so it, it might be a good type of thing to do. You know, another thing that's, that's coming to mind, and I just want to mention this quickly, is mushrooms. Mushrooms, mushroom farming, which is a yes. whole other, right? And, and mushrooms... Uh, we we buy I buy mushrooms at the corner little stands we have up here in Yorkville, and for a dollar you get a a, a fair amount of a, a basket of a little basket of mushrooms. Uh, they're the white button kind of mushrooms, mm-hmm. but you know I've okay. I've ate everything from um, uh, burgers that, that taste a lot like hamburgers, only they're totally vegan, and they were really oh delicious. yeah you can't tell the difference I couldn't tell the difference. Right, exactly, Phoenix. And I was like shocked that it was that good, you know, with a little bit of uh, onion and uh, spices, and wow, you know, it was it was amazing. And so and so, mushrooms can take the place of meat um, in many different ways, and a little uh, barbecue sauce too, and mushrooms, and uh, it's amazing what you can do with that. So mushrooms also are easy to fairly easy to grow. And you don't need bright sunlight, uh, you know, um, to and do You don't that. need any sunlight, do you? Uh, I, I have a north view, so I have a north light. So it's not bright sun. Huh. But I'm just saying that that's another, uh, to put that on the table is just another possibility of, uh, yeah. of you know, of, of controlling your food, controlling what goes into your food. Yeah. Yes, no, I, I mean I'm I'm totally on board. Um, do you know how much you can do with, with with mushrooms? I really was surprised. You can you know you grill them, you can fry them with some butter and some seasonings. You can put them in a sandwich. There's many ways of doing that and having very delicious food. So anyhow, I just wanted to toss that in there. I can I can put together an aquaponics rig uh, just pretty much with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back using nothing but my nose. Um, now, and I'm probably I'm probably not exaggerating by much. However, how would I? Where would I even start to look to find a way to DIY a mushroom growing rig? 
You know, there is a couple of websites that I found. I'm going to email them to uh, to you guys, and you take a look at them. They, you can buy them, and they they ship them to you. Uh, there's a lot there. I have a couple of uh, suppliers that I found that look really good, and it's amazing the varieties they have too. As a group, we should probably reach out to a guy by the name of Dale Chamberlain. Um, he lives in Loveland, Colorado. He runs a organization called High Altitude the School of Hydroponics. Oh. Right? Now, um, in 96, I believe it was, there was a satellite sent up, which was later attached to the ISS. Or, yeah, it was the ISS at that point. Was later attached to the space station, and um, the they were with the, they had these plants, and they, they had the growth medium. They had all the carbon dioxide these plants and nitrogen these plants could want, and everything self-contained. The only thing that was outside facing was the plant facing it, you know. And there, there mm-hmm. they discovered that okay, you need the atmosphere for most varieties of plants. But there are some that are hardy enough to take the full UV, infrared, full spectrum of the sun without the atmosphere. Um, this oh. Dale Chamberlain guy was one of the guys who uh, put together the put together the project to do that. And what he does and with 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 his hydroponics outfit, what he does now is something called the Colorado Grow Box. Now, as Colorado, you guys, I I don't need to tell you what they're growing in the Colorado grow box. Not saying we have to grow that in the Colorado grow box. You know, we can. But what I am saying. Are you speaking of tomatoes? Is that where you're going with this? You know, um, tomatoes, chives. Heck, you know, there's there's so many there's so many herbs that I use in my religious practice. Oh. Practices, I should say, um, mugwort, for example, <laughs> you know, um, or um, let's see, um, flaxseed is a good one if you need to, like, if you got a bee sting, you know, all the, yeah, we cherish all those old time. We can make, we could make a whole new show segment, just kicking, you know, just kicking around old time remedies back and forth. But you know, um, yeah, old time remedies really did work, and. Uh... That's a whole most thing of them do discover, don't you think? We need to really, really take another look at some of those things. Like for instance, um, uh, apple cider vinegar. Now I started reading up on apple cider vinegar, and our grandparents used to put the half, uh, like a half of a cup of water, and a half a cup of apple cider vinegar, and 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 wash their hair with it, and leave it in for a while. Right. And yeah. And then not only did your scalp feel incredible. If you had any itching or, or dandruff, that was also gone, and your hair comes out soft and great. So I tried it, and you know what? Grandma and Grandpa were right. It, it absolutely does that, and it's all very natural. It's got what they call mother in it. Do you know about that? I'm not sure. Well, a- apple cider vinegar, um, the ones that say it, it, it has mother, that means that's the one to get. It's the better version of apple cider vinegar. So look on okay. the bottle and see if it says mother, M-O-T-H-E-R. <laughs> Interesting okay. cho- choice of names, but that's what they named it. And then that's the one that's the best one to do all these things. 
And it's also good for dieting. I mean, with a little bit of cinnamon. I mean, there's a lot going on with apple cider vinegar. And again, it's natural. It's not from a lab. I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, to excuse me for one second. Um, I will okay. be right back. Um, and uh, um, we're nearing the last 15 minutes of our segment. And I actually wow. have a, a, a mutual project. I've been Googling like crazy while you guys were talking. Uh, and uh, I think I have a project that our disclosure networks can work on that would have a very positive effect on anybody who uh, was interested in participating in the project. So uh, give me a minute and I'll be right back with that. So you guys. Excellent. Excellent. Look forward. Whatever he's got up his sleeve, I'm dying to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it always, it always does, you know, it always, it always does work. You know, as long as he's sure. not here first and he's not listening to us, uh, Phoenix, isn't Hercules an amazing guy, truly? You know, um, he's been one that has been worth getting to know. Um, I'm all the way out here in Utah. Uh, right, you right. know, uh, um, as far as, far, uh, you know, personally, I call the man my brother. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you I know? can see why. I certainly can see why. What a, what a great brother he, he is. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and what he's such a visionary. He's got such good a good heart, and he knows how to organize, and he knows how to take the next step of whatever challenge there is. And I, he, I just think the world of I really do think the world of him. He's he's the best producer anyone could possibly hope to have, as you know, with, with this yeah. with the podcast going on. And he he does it so well and so seamlessly. I mean. That, that's just a little tiny part of his whole world, as you know. And uh, yeah. the more I know Thank about him, thank you for him, your I'm kind just... words. I just came back and oh, you uh, did hear. Thank... No, I just came back. Thank you, thank okay. you for the things I heard. I'm I'm very touched and very honored. Uh, I feel the same way about you guys as well. You deserve to hear that. You do. Thank you. That's what being a hero is about. You know. Uh, yeah, well, well yeah, there you go. Hopefully with this, we can uh, we can help everybody. Um, yep. I'll tell us, you had something to, to talk about here. Yes. You were saying that there's something you wanted to lay on us. Go ahead. I was Googling while uh, you guys were talking because the, the conversation was in a very inspired uh, place, and we, we've talked about this before. But uh, what uh, I was looking at was like a, a window box, an apartment, and urban gardening. Those are the, the, the categories that this is normally under. And right. uh, anyone who has a window can you know, basically start their own garden. So you don't need a lot. So um, I like leading by doing. So I am going to start uh, a window garden so I get practical experience in doing it. And then... Once that's up and running, uh, I'm going to try hydroponics in my basement with a light. Wow, and, definitely uh, want to go. Is you're... A, vertical, a, a vertical or horizontal garden that you're referring to? Well, I'm going to pick a window uh, and, uh, you know, a window that's not heavily trafficked, and I'm going to set up a, uh, a vegetable garden on that window. I, I know you could jo- grow like cherry tomatoes and a few other type of things. Uh, I will research the mushroom sites that you send me links to to see if uh, I can grow mushrooms uh, 
uh, in a uh, moist, uh, damp uh, place. Uh, and then I will start a hydroponics thing in the basement uh, and see what I can grow there. And uh, I happen to have a yard. So in my yard um, in Pennsylvania, I saw somebody who took an old window, built a box and put the window on top of it. And they used to put tons of vegetables inside this window, even in the winter. So those are things mm-hmm. I can do in the months ahead. And as I learn how to do them and master them, I can show people how to do them both locally. And I can come to uh, the DNNY in New York and give a demonstration. Uh, and this way we could start a movement uh, while we're working on the bigger projects to help influence our communities to move in that direction. Uh, if we can get individuals to start it in their own homes, uh, that might spread uh, quicker. And then we can create a show. Um, There's plenty of books and plenty of organizations. We can invite these people on the show to give us advice and to open our eyes to more possibilities. So we can create something very practical that anybody can do uh, just by tuning in. And we can make like a Facebook group and a website and a blog and and, uh, uh, start this uh, do-it-yourself movement that's very inexpensive and will produce fresh uh, food that's good for you. I love the idea. I love the whole concept of this. And so uh, I'm in, absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of the people in DNN. This is what we set out to do five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And some of them may be on board already. I'll ask the question. We're having a meeting on Sunday, this coming Sunday. We're having a a remote viewer, uh, uh, John Noble, an amazing professional remote viewer. Uh, It's going to be awesome. And I, I spoke to John and had coffee with him, and he's amazing. And he's so uh, helpful when it comes to what to do about remote viewing and how people can even start that process in their own in their own life. So I'll mention this to the group. Oh, that is fantastic. That would Thank be cool. you. That's a great wow. idea. Now, really when, are, when, are you going to, when, are, when are you going to be doing this? Because, I mean, I can set up something out here. And then, um, I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to find a window, I'll ask my wife, which window she suggests, uh, we will get plants for the window. Um, I used to do sprouting. I remember now too, where you, oh, yeah. that's a very inexpensive way of getting a, a fresh vegetables, you know, and all you need is really a jar. Uh, and you put the seeds in there and you put some water and, you know, you rinse it out every couple of days and you have like an endless amount of uh, um, sprouts. And I remember uh, giving sprouts away and I couldn't even give them away. So uh, a little bit of space uh, under a sink uh, produces a phenomenal uh, uh, amount of sprouts. Oh, yeah. And they they sell salads, restaurants and salads. And I've seen that happen. And uh, that looked really appetizing, too. So that's and also that's fairly easy. It's a great way to kind of ease into the uh, to to this to this uh, project is to to start maybe something like that. And I am pickles anymore. I used to make my own pickles once upon a time. uh, And that was very inexpensive and very nutritious, too. 
but uh, the, the I'm I'm very sensitive to salt now. So the brine that you need to make the pickles, uh, uh, I wouldn't be able to do that anymore. But the, that that I remember I had a lot of fun with, and you can make them into different flavors too. Like you have garlic pickles and dill pickles and garlic dill, and you know the the varieties were endless. You know you could have sweet pickles, sour pickles. So. Uh, again, that's something I can't take up again, but I, it was a lot of fun when I did it years ago. You just made me incredibly hungry, and at 11 <laughs> o'clock, I am heading straight for the kitchen. Absolutely. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're nearing the end of our, our show again. This was awesome. It went in a totally different direction than planned, but we got a lot done, and, and uh I, I'm very, very uh, excited about uh, doing this project uh, with uh, both of you and, and helping to, to spread this and making it into a movement because uh, everything that has been forecasting uh, uh, a future, uh, it's, it's bleak. And I'm a very positive person. I believe in, you know, there's always something we can do. And this seems simple, but if we can get everybody to grow their own food in a window and, you know, in whatever space they have, it could, it could really help a lot of people difficult times that are ahead. Well, I was just reading an article on the Internet. It was all about the fact that trucking, trucking a food, trucking food is, is going to be a thing of the past real quick. It, it doesn't pay to do that. It takes right. so much fuel to do that, and it's going to be completely out of the question very, very soon. So what we're talking about, the timing on this, could it be any better? So let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. No, and I've got um, I've got two – well, okay, so I've got, I've got one friend that I've had since – well, since I, the first time I came out there, um, I'll introduce uh, I'll introduce both of you um, off yeah off air I guess uh, in Buffalo. But I've also got somebody that I think might, as far uh, as far as the larger than life and real life movement goes, part of the movement goes. I have somebody out here that I think might add a, might add some positive energy. Um, I'll talk to them and then I'll get a hold of you, Hercules. Okay. Let's see, um, and now I I linked. I'm sorry if it double posted. Uh, I link on the on the. Okay, yeah, you just sent me a thank you. Did yeah, it post twice on your end? Uh, no, I posted once on my end. Okay, okay. Now there is another one uh, that that is my entire list. That is what I've used to educate myself on how to do the um, analog side of aquaponics. So you should find everything you need there. And okay. now, now, um, in the next few seconds, hopefully, but definitely the next few minutes, I've got a whole uh, Bitcoin mining. Here it is. And and we have to um, close, so I'm going to have, while you're looking for that, I'll have Nick give us his contact information, uh, and okay, then we'll, we'll uh, return to you, Phoenix. Go to Phoenix. All right, here we go. Uh, for the Disclosure Network New York, that is very simple. It's just dnny.info, dnny.info. That will get you right into our website. You can visit uh, the programs that we've recorded which are audio recorded and there for you to listen to, and they are quite amazing, if I do say so myself. 
they're, they're programs they are. that are live taped from our from our meetings. Like like this coming Sunday, we're going to live tape that and put it also on YouTube as well as our website. So dnny.info will be the one to go to. And if you you can also take a look at uh, in detail uh, uh, John Noble's uh, bio and a little bit more about what he's going to have as his program as a remote viewer that Sunday at two o'clock. That's it. Oh, my awesome. my email. I want to give that out. Uh, D, sure. Nick nyny one at gmail dot com. That's Nick nyny one at gmail dot com. And the one is the figure one, not the O N E. Okay, that's it, Hercules. Thank you. And Phoenix, how can people uh, get in contact with you and uh, enter your world? I'm going to say the best place right now is still going to remain the disclosure page on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash ROR Preceptor Project. And um, from do what? That is, yeah, that is the link. I put up a link so that folks can get to it easily. Okay, okay. And um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say my main email is probably uh, yeah Master Phoenix at rebirthrenaissance.onmicrosoft.com. Uh, it's better to copy and paste that one so I can definitely type it in on the preceptor page. Yeah, <laughs> but um, or if anybody wants to shoot me a text message, um, you, you guys can uh, the yeah. Can do so at eight zero one eight six zero five eight eight three. Thank you to both. And that is awesome. It went in a different direction than what was anticipated, but uh, uh, we started our first joint uh, project, so that is uh, phenomenally excellent. And I want to thank all our listeners. Um, this has been an awesome show. I'm glad you're part of it, and I hope that you could take part in our uh, project as well. Uh, until next time. This is Hercules Invictus, Nick Curto, and Phoenix the Technomage wishing you all the best. Much love to everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.